I'm ready. Was born ready. Welcome to Speaking of Which. I'm Skylar. <laughs> the most like offbeat starting. I'm, <laughs> I, I'm, 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 I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm Sammy. And this is. <laughs> <laughs> how many fucking weeks have we done this in a row? Uh, you think that we'd know how to do our intro? No, we'd have no uh, idea. I know we missed it last week because we I, I couldn't find a good spot to like say, uh, speaking of which and then it just the it time went too like too far in and i was like well we can't we're like a half hour into the podcast 45 so, minutes in yeah we can't say I'm like skylar yeah we can't like start, i guess it would be on brand but we can't start it now so i just like twinged and let it pass by so i immediately have something we have to talk about oh i'm ready so um my last shift at the retirement home I read in one sitting this book called yeah. Tender is the Flesh by yeah. Augustina. Oh, shit, I forgot her last name. But anyways, it's the only book with that title. Yeah. And uh, it was the most shocking book I've ever read. Yeah. Most horrifying. My jaw, like, hit the table. The, um, it's, a, it's a plotless book, technically. Nothing yeah. really happens. And then the last seven pages, everything happens... It is so shocking. It's so, so good. So here is the plot, and this is something I wanted to talk about. Okay, and if you cool. think that some, maybe not this, but something like this could happen. So, guys, the book it, the book is technically a commentary on on meat. Mm-hmm. And in this world, there's a virus that infects all animals, like dogs, cats, pet cows, pigs. It's this virus, and it makes meat inedible. And if and if a human eats it, they die. But also, if you come into contact with an animal that has this virus, you die. Like, if they bite you or scratch you. So, basically, the government rounds up all the animals and kills them all. Like, they go door to door and take everyone's pets and kill them. And so, Ew. so for a while, no. there's no meat. And people are freaking out because everyone's like, well, don't you have to have meat to live? Mm-hmm. And and, they and mention- all the vegans and, are like, no. And there's this line in the book that they were like, and people were calling this um, the revenge of the vegans, right? Oh, or something. Okay. So really great. And anyway, society becomes convinced that they have to have meat to survive. And so the government rounds up like poor people and immigrants and stuff. Mm-hmm. And they these people just disappear and suddenly we have something called special meat Ew, and it's, it's people obviously yeah, clearly and eventually the government is like yeah it's people and okay. so um a few like, like a decade goes by of this happening and these people are raised and they're they're called heads or they're like basically they're cattle and you're not allowed to call them people you're not allowed to call them humans and it's and the transition happens really quickly and first of all it's a commentary on language yeah so once you look at somebody and start calling it something Mm -hmm. and you start calling it a head of cattle and start labeling pieces of meat and you're not allowed to call it a person people don't see it as people anymore like, they don't see themselves as eating people. They see themselves as eating special meat. Yeah. Um, sorry, I just you got should... something that looks like it came from Slaughterhouse, California. And I was, like, having a thoughtful <laughs> panic attack. You should answer that on the podcast. 
No, it's probably like a robocall for Sirius XM. It always is. <laughs> and so, uh, anyways, the people are eating this special meat, and uh, the main character works at the slaughterhouse. And he worked at a slaughterhouse for animals before there was people. Uh-huh. And he doesn't want to be doing this, but he needs to be able to support his family. So, anyways, he continues to work there, is horrified by everything that's going on, but he doesn't know what to do. This is just the new normal. And so part of the commentary was there are some things that society is not willing to give up. And in fact, they'll do anything to have it back. And then the other theme was the dehumanization of people, making them literally edible, making Mm. them literally food. Yeah. And then I was thinking about how it's also a commentary on because like the slaughtering process and the raising process for the people is the exact same as it was for cows and pigs. Mm -hmm. It's like the whole slaughter process. Yeah. And we would call that inhumane. Yep. But we don't actually, I was thinking we don't have that word for animals. Like we don't have inhumane. Like we could say, like like you could say you're treating an animal inhumanely but we don't actually have a word for animals in that same sense and and it was just like this big commentary on replace the animals with people and suddenly you know we're not bothered anymore and it's Mm -hmm. just like it's it's a commentary on violence in society right and how we're willing to be violent towards certain things but not others but when those other things go away, we we are just as willing to be violent towards people. Yeah. So it's just like these natural steps and natural progressions about how once we make any sort of violence okay, then the next step is always more violence is fine. Because like if animals did go away, I bet yeah. you everyone would start eating people. Yeah. Like there's you just think? no there's just no fucking doubt about it. I know you it. Think? Yeah. Well, you read that book. And before it was legal, people were. Um, secretly kidnapping people and cooking them up so that they could have meat. And then the government was like, okay, we need to do something about this. Okay, uh, ew, uh, you can't do that anymore. Yeah, you (laughs) can't do that anymore. And so, and then it's absolutely insane. So Mm -hmm. I was thinking, first, and then after this, I have something much more (laughs) (laughs) lighthearted. Well, it's beginning of september still so we're already well into spooky season. we're getting season. spooky season the is podcast coming. will actually we talked to you guys about it you know the last couple ones it's actually gonna probably be spiritual maybe <laughs> in some sense we're getting there and so and another aspect of this book was where like where is god mm-hmm. obviously and the main character is like, I can't believe in a god while i'm where i'm li- while i'm living in this world and it totally makes sense if we were living in that world we would think, oh my God, there's just no way that God is real if we're living in this post-apocalyptic society, basically, where everything's the same, basically, but now we're (sighs) eating people. it's not as much the fear of, like, having to raise humans as cattle and slaughter them as it is to live in a world without dogs. Mm. That's so sad. Dogs make everything better. And uh, so... uh, Or animals in general, but... Thank God for YouTube, because I was watching some other people's commentaries on the book, and other people are much smarter than me. I I noticed while... We all know this about us. Not just you, me too. uh, Like talking about the book and just things that I didn't notice. There is a scene where there are some puppies, and obviously animals are illegal. It's illegal for them to exist. And he sees these puppies, and the main character knows that this virus... He doesn't know, but 
everyone seems to be under the impression that this virus was a hoax mm. and that the government really did this to control the population so that they could just... When was this book written? 2020 or 2019. So before the pandemic. Yeah, right before the pandemic. And so there's a lot of parallels with coronavirus yeah. and about yeah. people calling it a hoax. But obviously in this book, it was a hoax. But right. in real life, it's oh, not. Well, well, you can't... Spo- okay, well, no one's going to read this book now, Skylar. Well, I mean, it's like page three where they're like, is it a hoax? Is it not? We never know. Okay. We never find out really if it's a hoax. Okay, again, spoilers. Spoilers. <laughs> well, not really. I don't know. It's such a short book that you could read it in one sitting and whatever. Okay. And so good. So what in society, if we lost it, would people turn full rabid and just start killing people, killing each other? I was thinking besides necessities like food, water, and shelter, people are willing to kill and do whatever they have to do to obtain those things. I mean, this is such an interesting topic. But it's also like so, <laughs> so morbid and dark. No, it's so easy to answer. I mean, just look at what happened when people were like... Think about the toilet paper that we didn't have. Exactly, that's what I was getting at. Where people were or like, going to like rob their neighbor's house for yeah, toilet paper. It was not it was not cute. So we kind of saw or like glimpses. look at what happens like every year on the news during Black Friday sales. People like people trample each other for things. Dying. Mhm. Over like a my little pony doll. Like <laughs> okay, me. You know what I mean? <laughs> Did I ever so, tell you what happened to me on Black Friday a few years ago? No. So I've only gone out for Black Friday once and okay. this was my first and last time. <laughs> Because what's about to happen would happen to me. Oh, uh, okay. I'm ready. So, I, um, this is my first time having my own TV. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm really old for this to be happening to me. I'm like 22 or 23, <laughs> and I'm getting my first TV. Yeah. And so, I take my ex-boyfriend at the time, and we go to Best Buy, right? And I was like, today's the day to get a TV at Best Buy. Everyone knows that. So, I'm browsing, and I find the perfect TV for me. And there's this huge Black Friday sale on mm-hmm. it, right? It's like $400 off. And so I buy it, and I wait in line for two and a half hours. What? I have a man come up to my cart and try and take the TV. <gasps> and he he didn't speak any English. He just tries to take the TV from my cart, and I held on to it. I was like, I am the woman having a battle, like, at the yeah. Kmart, right? I'm going to be like, on the news. I was like, this is insanity. So I get the TV home or whatever. Was it here in Michigan? No, this was in Texas? in Texas. Okay. And so I get the TV home. And I'm doing some more research on the TV, and I found out that it's just always that price. Yeah, that would happen to you. <laughs> it wasn't even on sale. No. Or anything. Like, the regular MSRP was what I fucking paid for it. Oh. And so I was like, you've got to be shitting me right now. Yeah. I was like, I can't believe I went through all that. Anyways, it was That's... good for a laugh. But that's a horror movie. That's a horror movie. <laughs> a horror book. You know what's like a real horror movie? is like waiting in line at the DMV for three hours and... You then don't you have what you need. Yeah, and then you feel like you are the problem. <laughs> that is worse like, than Tinder is the flesh. <laughs> I'd rather you get up there people. and they're like, well, we can't help you unless you have a copy of your we star DDR. We, we can't and you're help like, you oh, unless right. you know what your fifth house in Venus is. Yeah. Or something. <laughs> so. Uh, I don't know something where you have to be like I don't know even know what that means yeah. and I, but I'll go yeah, home and look for it miss exactly. I swear and so let's say the internet disappeared tomorrow it shut down there's a I solar like flare but I don't think with the internet shutting down that necessarily everything would descend into chaos because we still what 
I know this is contra. This is a controversial opinion no, for I me, do. but I've thought about this. Mm-hmm. I do not believe that the world would descend into chaos for a few reasons. So, so mm, you better have some good reasons because they're really things would, would be, be chaos. chaotic, and things would be insane. But I don't believe that the world would descend into chaos. I think that people would be wandering about, really confused and worried and stressed out. But I don't believe that there would be societal fall aparts. I do. You do? Absolutely. Because it's not just, oh, what am I supposed to do when I'm taking a shit now? I can't watch my TikToks. It's I know we're talking where about, am like, I getting my, my news? Where mm-hmm. am I getting my connection to my family and friends? Where am I getting my... Um, everything at my job like all the jobs even the government has now system systemed itself to run and to be used via the power of the internet Mm -hmm. um so um so at least the government with things like the government i know that they have Backup paper lines. backups for everything and that everything with the government you can still do via mail so i know that the government will stay in place but will we stay in place right uh, i don't also I our think... money is kept electronically exactly. so we wouldn't have our There's... money but our the bank would have a record somewhere of our money so it would just take forever would they i believe so that's very optimistic of you i believe that like i have bank of america Please okay. don't hack me and steal all my money, people. <laughs> well, then don't uh, tell I, me about your bank. I just know that surely somewhere Bank of America has a printout of me and that I have a few bucks in there. And they're going to say, we don't have enough cash to give you your money because mm-hmm. there's not enough cash printed to get everybody their money to access their but money origi- But originally, Visa card, like credit cards and debit cards mm-hmm. weren't hooked up to the internet. Correct. So but I feel like we are so far in now. Do you think there's like a backup internet, not hooked to the internet? Listen, banks, if you went into, if there was no internet, mm-hmm. and let's say your bank did have records of how much money everybody in the bank has in the transactions, sure, I'm sure that there's some sort of paper record. However, if you tried to walk in there, the internet's gone. <laughs> Right? And nobody has any way to get information except for they have to wait now again. Just we have to. People got information. People were able to live and sustain themselves before the internet came around. It's The internet has not been around for that long. It's been 30 years. You know what I mean? However, we have been so ingrained to be able to get that information so quickly that if it were to be taken off and ripped like a band aid, people would fucking panic. Look what happened when they thought they weren't going to have enough toilet paper. You walked into your bank and you were like, I need my money. There's a good fucking uh, percentage that your bank is going to say, fuck you, we don't have the money mm-hmm. because everything is I'm electronic. Guessing that they, I'm guessing that they... I don't even know how the hell that would work. Banks don't even keep that much cash anymore on them like they used to because people don't... Need cash. Need cash. People don't do that. Um, again, I'm not fucking the world's brain of banks, but I'm just thinking, like, <laughs> think about what it was like to go to Walmart and mm-hmm. fucking try to buy cleaning supplies for our house that we had just moved into and think about that being with no internet no nothing like yeah even even supermarkets to go out and buy something once you did have the cash a lot of them are set up and use 
fucking internet to be able to pay or for order the stuff that they the credit cards and every yeah no Shit. anything I, people but, would our whole system would just crumble I I, I don't know people. Look at what happened at the Capitol building yeah. when people just thought, thought that things were not going well. Like, I'm just, we'll just leave it at building. that. They fucking, mm-hmm. you don't think people are going to riot Maybe, but if they be can't no way, play th- their fucking Candy Crush? But without the internet, would people even know how to assemble anymore? You know, you... Ex- you wouldn't be able to start oh, a riot. You wouldn't be able to start a riot because you wouldn't know where it was happening. Oh, that's why it would be chaos. That's why it would be anarchy. <laughs> You'd have to write a letter you to, would just to Bob. Want to fucking... riot tomorrow? <laughs> <laughs> Send them a paper airplane. <laughs> no, I I think that you could still would call a... people. Yeah, but from landlines. How but are cell you... phones don't use the internet. I mean, like, cell phones don't work via the internet. They work via satellites, right? Or would that's, we still have cell phones? I don't know. That's true. Um, we would be able to call, but I don't know. Because you can still make a phone call when you have no internet. If you have your provider and it's turned mm-hmm. on. But what if the internet is what helps to link everyone's phones to the cellular towers? Fuck, man. I'm yeah. not a scientist. I know. I'm just saying. This is very, like, trippy and meta, but... So, the internet is, is, a, is, is a catastrophic example. Let's say... How many times do, do we go, like, man, what would I have done if I didn't have a phone right now? Like... I'd be pe- dead. People... I'd be stranded on the side I of the road I would be dead. able to live, but it would take so much... My whole job is mm-hmm. is connected I was thinking to about the this before internet. uh the podcast a few days ago and i was thinking <gasps> the if, podcast would be no more i know the podcast would be no more and i was thinking well if, like what would happen to the internet i was like let, let me take sammy for example what yeah. would she do that's her job yeah she'd ha- she'd have to go around to telephone poles and staple her face <laughs> to have- telephone poles with her phone yeah. number and her address saying come get mm-hmm. astrology and tarot readings from me yeah i would definitely I'd, i would have definitely to rock have to it rent so old school yeah i'd have to rent a building and and uh have like a psychic yeah you, you know, have to billboard. get a full garb <laughs> so yeah which I'd, is great like there's no shame in that but um there's easier ways to do that nowadays and you don't get so many like stumble in people um so but let's take away the internet what else would have to disappear for society to just descend into chaos toilet paper i guess look at how people react when the fucking ice cream machine goes down at mcdonald's like let's get real okay but that is the worst thing that could happen (laughs) obviously it's always broken did you see that the federal trade commission is investigating that really Mm mm-hmm no it's like it's almost false advertising if you don't if you don't sell something anyways and the ftc was actually looking into it because they believe that the company that manufactures those machines makes them break on purpose yeah so that they have to be called and fix it because they're the only ones that can fix it so now the ftc is investigating you guys the government is involved with the mcdonald's ice cream scandal all right (laughs) they're fucking on it Mr. Biden was like, I can't take this anymore. <laughs> I need my little soft serve. <laughs> I need my soft serve, and I'm getting the power of the government I'm a behind this. Thousand years old, and I just want my soft served. <laughs> so yeah, guys, if you guys want to read a story about cannibalism, 
and how you it's just what? super casual. You know what you should read? Hmm. Oh, it's one of the weirdest books I've ever fucking read, but it like burned a hole in my brain. It's called Gemrock's Menagerie, I think. Jamrock? Jamrock? I think I'm saying that right. It's been years since I read it. I have the book somewhere, and it has a tiger on the front. And it is... It's in three... No, that's Life of Pi. Have you ever read Life of Pi? Um, no, but I know what it's about, and I know, like, the plot. Yeah, that's another one definite on the list, is Life of Pi. One of the most... Mm, one of the most interesting books you'll ever read. I have it somewhere. Uh, I can't recommend it enough. I can't tell you really anything about it. But then Jamrock's Menagerie is not as good as Life of Pi, but there's like a third of the book in there that is the most fucking thrilling, gory, heartbreaking kind of you book is it like a dystopia like something happens and like society no it's or is more it... like uh trapped at sea with a bunch of people in oh, a little boat literal nightmare yep and so does everyone start eating each other i can't tell you but i can tell you that you will fucking if you love it. were on a boat the with me samantha little... or me jessica george and a few of our friends yeah and someone was like, guys, I'm going to die. Feel free to eat me. Yeah. Like, well, I probably would. You would? Yeah, I mean. You'd eat them. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> I could see you just out there gutting. People do. Well, I would have never, I would have never said that. But after reading some the books, book? the book, Jamrock's Menagerie, like, you just, you don't know what you would do in... A, a moment of desperation. A moment of desperation and death. Like, you just don't know. Like, the Dahmer party was definitely didn't think that they were going to start eating each other. Apparently, it just happened really slowly and randomly. Like, they, <laughs> like someone would die and they would cut off a toe and boil it. And mm. then eventually, they were just feasting. <gasps> so, maybe that's what would happen. Yeah. Like, we'd be like, oh my god, Jessica, she was so brave. Um, yeah. Mm, that toe, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, kind of overcooked it oh god it's a little too too fatty <laughs> mm, she's so good um no i i i will have to see if i can find that book somewhere but it is it, maybe in those moments of desperation we're not us yeah we're just creatures surviving yeah so we're uh, not just us it's it's like you just don't know what you would do in a moment of of de life or death like that I'm the person that would maybe eat it if it was handed to me, yeah. but I'm not much of a cutter and cooker. You know, that wouldn't be my role. Yeah, you've got like, a Pisces ascendant. You're too <laughs> fragile. Like, I would die. In Libra moon. Like, if no one was there to cut it and cook it, I would die. But if people were there to cook it and cut it, <laughs> then I it. would live. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he needs some, such a fucking Libra moon thing to say. As long as someone takes care of me as and spoon feeds me like an airplane, I'm fine. Because I think I'd be much better, like, if there was, a, like, a giraffe on board, mm -hmm. I would figure out how to cut that up and eat it because I feel emotionally disconnected from an animal. Yeah. But with a person, I would definitely feel a little, like, and also be worried, like, can you eat a person, technically? Will yeah. I get sick? Will I die anyway if I eat this person? Like, I don't know. What's edible? Okay, there's your Virgo. <laughs> Hello there. Like, would I be better off just starving to death? You know, I don't want to get any weird brain parasites. Yeah. 
That's scarier than starving. Yeah. Because then I go full bonkers. You absolutely need to read Life of Pi. Uh, yeah. So it's in three parts. I've mm-hmm. told you about it before, I think. The first part, and this is all like kind of on the back of the summary, so it doesn't give anything away. The first part is, uh, I think his name is Pai Patel, and he is, lives in India with his family who run a zoo. And it's like his journey through the zoo and his father telling him about why they have the zoo and what the daily things are and you're kind of experiencing his life. And then he finds religion. He finds three religions and he stumbles upon three different religions and becomes engrossed and in love with God and all of these different religions and all the things that they provide him and society. And then there's a whole little part where all three of the religions kind of collide in his life in an event that I can't tell you about and (laughs) um because I'm assuming most people by now would have read it and seen the movie yeah I I think so too the movie was not as good as the book and there's just something that this book does to your brain that is almost hard to visualize so seeing it in movie form for me almost it was like almost too much like I needed the book to be a book I didn't need the book to be a movie although I understand why they did make a movie out of it because it's an incredible book anyways the first part's that then they fucking sail they they sell the zoo um or no, no no they move and they're moving to Canada so they've got to transport the zoo from India to Canada and during the process the second part of the book is that process of them over and then there's a big storm and the ship sinks and the only thing left is Pai Patel the boy um a hyena a zebra no and a lion right? a lion and a gorilla or an orangutan or something like that um and the whole second part is just him at sea with these animals on this little boat this little raft and knowing that everybody else is dead or whatever then the third part is like i can't tell you about the third part so there's three parts but like on the back you learn that like they sell they sell the zoo and then the ship wrecks and he's on this lifeboat but the it like not not a whole lot happens throughout the one third of the book even maybe close to like you know two thirds Mm. of the book it's just him at sea but you become so like sucked into the nothingness that he is and that he lives on this stranded at sea life. So like a character driven book. Yeah, but it's more than that. And the twist at the end, the possibility of what everything meant at the end is like life changing. I heard at one point that they give this book to like people who are in jail because they feel like it's so that good. Yeah, that good, that life changing. So me fucking everyone up way more by giving I them tenders to flesh. I feel like it's one of the... I feel like everything in the book is something that you're gonna love. Enjoy. Yeah. Um. So that's my little book plug. As well as Jamrock's Menagerie. It's very similar vibes. The ending is a little anticlimactic for me. Like the very, very ending. But it doesn't matter because... Everything the meat and bones it. of it was already in the center. Like you just... There's not much else to... Yeah. See, I love books that climax in the middle and have a really soft, you know, slow descent towards Mm -hmm. the end. But I really love books where nothing happens and then, like, the last 20 pages, 
it beats the shit out of you. That would be Life of Pi. Life of Pi. You think things are happening, but nothing's happening. Oh, God. the very, very end. And, like, the third part is only, like, 20 pages, so. So, um, I was thinking to myself, while I was... Oh, no. While I was reading this book, I must have been, like, looking pale, looking sick, looking nervous, looking anxious. Why? And Because the book was so stressful. Oh, okay. And then I, I came across an article that said, are you more attractive when you're nervous? Hold on. So we're going to talk about this article, but I don't want to lose my fucking mm-hmm. thought here. The other night, okay, I put sheets on the bed. My phone was in the office. I'm certain of it. I left my phone in the office because I was working. The sheets were done. So I grabbed the sheets. No one was home. Didn't talk to anybody about the sheets. Didn't no, Nothing like that. Brought the sheets up to the bed. Put them on. My phone was still downstairs in the office. And I realized when we were sleeping that night and the, like, my phone was now on my side table, but like, oh, well, nothing, nor- nothing out of the ordinary. I turn and I look at George and he's sleeping with his pillow and I put my pillowcase on his pillow, right? Not a big deal. Mm-hmm. Except for my best friend, Allison, got me this like silk pillowcase and it literally is incredible it's a game to changer, sleep with. Right? Yeah, and, like, I know George doesn't care about what pillowcase he's on, so I thought to myself, hmm, in the morning, I have to switch those pillowcases over, or maybe I could just buy another one, and we'll just have two, and there's no problem about it. Didn't say it out loud. Like, there's... Because I was trying to think. I was like, maybe maybe my phone saw me putting the sheets on the bed or something like that. But specifically the next day, when I fucking woke up, the first ad I saw on my social media, not only was for a pillowcase, it was for the silk pillowcase that I had just been thinking about the fucking night before getting another one of or switching it over and how much I love it. Weird. What? Like, there's, there's nothing in my brain... Or in my search history, or that my phone could have saw or heard that would have picked that up. And I don't... That's happened to me before, but it's been a while where I'm like, I, I, all I did was think it. <laughs> I just thought it. Like, you know, it's really making it hard for me to fucking argue with these nanobotters <laughs> when my Google history is not anything but they... Honestly, that is so convenient. Thanks, nanobots. Yeah, exactly. Literally, what a <laughs> gift. I just have to think it, and it's just and the, the link is there. Up. If I could just start thinking wow. things into checkout lists from websites, that'd be so much you easier. Know how much har- it's so annoying to just, like, search for it's something so you want. It's so annoying to have to add to cart when you know we I mean? could just when it could be just there. be there. You know I want it. I thought it. You know what I mean? <laughs> Anyways, so. consider- continue. So, that's... um. Some- Mildly horrifying. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> anyways. Also, that's just, again, a concept of, like, if the internet wasn't around immediately, like, if it was ripped off like a Band-Aid. So, this article is called, Are You More Attractive When You're Nervous? Research reveals <laughs> no. how anxiety impacts interpersonal attraction. And this is by Wendy L. Patrick. She has a PhD in psychology. And this was really interesting because anxiety looks different for everyone. She acknowledges that um, nervousness looks different for everyone. But she said, across the spectrum, this is mostly true. Okay. True. It says, true. 
Anxious individuals appear nicer, more engaging, more interesting, and more conversational. Displaying nervous reactions during initial attraction predicts other desirable personality traits. And mm-hmm. so, um, blah, 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 blah. Um, Susan M. Hughes in 2020 studied nervous behaviors displayed in response to interpersonal attraction and found that people use nervous reactions to assess whether someone is attracted to them. They identified a number of potentially adaptive reasons why it's a common to exhibit nervousness during initial encounters with a potential paramour or partner and the ways in which such behaviors can be endearing. So subconsciously, we display nervousness. You know, I guess there's also like that classic like, ooh, I'm just a girl, I'm just so nervous. I never do this. <laughs> and there's a part of it, you know, like that's endearing. Mm-hmm. But there's apparently some sort of weird, deeper evolutionary psychological reason that we're attracted to people that look nervous Mm. and i think that that must be why i am so desirable (laughs) (laughs) i was gonna say i'm not people must walk down the street and think that one looks nervous (laughs) (laughs) nerves Mm, i like i want to lick that one that's enough (laughs) so um I thought that was so interesting. It just kind of goes on to say um, there's something about the vocal tones of people that are anxious. There's something about facial expressions about people that are anxious and nervous. I don't know if I would say attractive for me, but I do know that my attention gets locked very quickly on somebody who is nervous. I feel like I want to help them. I feel like I want to be there to make their nerves less or to accommodate some sort of buffer for them, which... No, may or may not be healthy, but like, I feel I don't know if I feel attracted mm-hmm. as much as I am. I don't know attentive. if it's, I don't know if this article is implying it doesn't spe- specify. But my guess is that it wasn't actually physical attraction because it says mm. um, nervous reactions during initial attraction signals to possible mates that you possess other desirable personality traits conducive to long-term relationships and parenting potential. Hmm. It says it just makes you be seen as careful Hmm. and there's something alluring about it, but it happens at the subconscious level. So we don't look at someone like technically we don't look at them and say, Ooh, she looks nervous. That's sexy. There's, Right? I don't know. There's, yes. there's something weird and latent about it that we're still studying. We don't 100% understand why. But some, So I just thought for all of my anxious and nervous friends out there, <laughs> you're, you're so sexy. so hot. Like if you are really nervous at the bar, Good. you have a one up on those confident girls. You're I gotta so say. so attractive. Can but I buy you a drink? I've got to say though. Um, Can I buy you a drink? When we lived in Florida, did I ever tell you what James Feeney made me do? No. Are this you putting is, him on blast right yeah, now? <laughs> this is full body cringe, hey, and I blame James Feeney for this. Okay. So one night, James and I are chatting or whatever, uh-huh. and he lives all the way in New Jersey. And he was like, why don't we both go out at the same time, alone, uh-huh. but uh, we'll just go out and we'll just talk to each other, but we're, we'll, we'll be out. Yeah. And it was just supposed to be something fun. So What's I, his sign again? Sag? Yeah, something? he's a Sagittarius, I, I think. Makes that sense, That feels right? very Sag. <laughs> Let's go out and be free and, like, and put so, ourselves in danger. And that Isn't is, that so fun? And that is the absolute opposite of anything I would ever do, right? So, yeah. and I was like, well, if James is doing it, at least someone else is doing it. Lever Moon, you know? Okay, so yeah. I was like, okay. So I get ready and I go out. And I'm like, oh my god. I was like, I did it. I'm out. I'm all by myself. I'm just like, I'm at a bar. Mm-hmm. And he was like, he was like, I, he was like, I didn't go. <laughs> 
<laughs> so I was like, you got to be fucking kidding me right now. Wait, so what happened when you went? This is the most full body cringe story of all time. <laughs> I can't wait. I'm ready. So I actually go to this random street that was like a mile from our house. Mm-hmm. And apparently like a mile from our house was an entire bar district. Mm, and, yeah. And we had never went to it. No, we didn't. And so <laughs> I, I was like, oh my God, we live right next to the bar district. And I didn't even know. Yeah. So we're walk- I'm walking down the street and I see this like bar that has like a little pride flag hanging over it. And I was like, oh my God, a gay bar. I was like, okay, I'm going to go in here and grab it, get a drink. Yeah. So I go in. <laughs> oh, my oh god. no! Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> just, just so everyone's aware, Skylar is smacking his own face. This is so painful. Okay. So, um, I'm like dressed to the nine, by the way. Yeah. I had on my nice shoes, khaki pants, Target pull up, pull button up. And are you gonna pause it for the dogs? No. Oh, okay. So. Just the night, I'm wearing like a button-up shirt. I'm looking good, and I was like, I was like, I bet you someone's gonna approach me. Yeah. I was like, someone for sure will approach me. Yeah. <laughs> so I go up to the bar, and I order a double vodka cranberry because I'm feeling crazy. You're so right? crazy. So I go, <laughs> I go and stand, um, like by this table, and I'm like sipping my drink, just like looking around, furious at James. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you knew already, like. Yeah, because at this point I knew that he wasn't going out, so I was just like messaging him, Jeez, being like, "I was like, oh my god, I'm turd. sending him a picture, right? Oh my yeah. god, this is where this is what I'm looking at." Yeah, and he there, the fuck out of there you. is this guy who's really handsome, okay. and we like lock eyes, and I'm just standing oh, at a table, and he starts walking towards me, and like my heart is beating, and I was like, "Oh my god, someone's coming over to talk to oh, me. Someone's coming no. over to talk to me." Skylar. And so he comes up to me and he goes, "Hi." And I was like, hi. And he was like, just so you know, you can't stand there. <laughs> no. I was like, I'm so sorry. I didn't know. Oh. And so I go over to sit somewhere. And then he comes back over to me. And I was like, maybe he's going to like apologize. Yeah, maybe maybe yeah. now he really wants to chat. And yeah. he was like, he was like, he was like, and he told me, he was like, this is so embarrassing, but you can't sit there. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Will you just tell me where I can go? Yeah, can we just tell me where and I so, can sit? So, anyways, he like, I don't know, basically t- over by the bathroom. So, like, I just oh, slurp this- down my drink and yeah. run out of there. Yeah. And I don't know. I've heard of people going to bars by themselves just to hang out. Yeah. I couldn't figure it out. I couldn't. <laughs> yeah, of course I, you couldn't. I couldn't figure out how to walk up to someone and say like, "Hi, I, I'm at a bar. You're at a bar. This is yeah. why people go to bars, right? Yeah. When you don't want to use the internet, this is how you go meet people, right? Yeah. I know people still do that because they hear about it. Yeah. I and do that. I do that whenever we go anywhere. And so, and I'm all by myself, so I don't have the emotional backup I usually would have. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I my think emotional crutch. That's mostly crutch. what it is: is some sort of I couldn't security it out. person. My security blankets. Yeah. Yeah, security person. <laughs> they were really. missing. They were missing. So you have a couple. And so I walk out, and and I'm so anxious and so petrified, and I was like, um, but now looking back, that's when I should have walked back in. Uh huh. You would have been so sexy. <laughs> I would, would have been so People sexy. People would have been like, wow, he's so dumb and nervous. Look at him. He doesn't know where to stand, what to do. Where I was to go. so nervous. I walked home. Have you ever gone to eat by yourself? Like at a restaurant? No. Mm-hmm. But have I have, you ever I have gotten gone to the movies by yourself. I have gotten take up by myself. No, that's not the same. And uh, that's not the same. Have I've never, you, have I've you never ever been, been to a movie by myself. Have you ever been on a road trip by yourself? 
One time I drove... These are things that you need to One experience. time I drove for like six hours by myself. Okay, that counts. But it was sucked. it... Was it with other people driving with you? Like, no, not like, in the car, I, but like It was for you? Thanksgiving when I was 18. Okay. And I had to drive home from where we were so I could quote unquote get to work. I didn't have any work. I just wanted to go home early. Mm-hmm. And so I had my little Audi TT Roadster. Mm-hmm. It was a convertible. Yeah. I put cute. I put the top down. It was gorgeous Texas winter. So mm-hmm. it was like 80 degrees. <laughs> <laughs> and I just drove home for six hours. But this was before uh, I would have ever even imagined having Bluetooth. So I had two CDs in there. One was scratched and wasn't working. And yeah. then the other was a CD that a boyfriend had burned for me in high school. And I hated every song on it. Oh, okay. So what'd you do? So I turned on the radio and yeah. it was just country bumpkin music for like mm. three hours. But by the end I was singing along. Yeah. <laughs> by, so, by, by the so yeah, I guess, I don't know. That wasn't really a I road trip. It was like a day the, trip. One of the things that I'm really always super encouraging of people to do I love going to eat by myself. I love going to... Have you ever been to a concert by yourself? Yes. And isn't that shocking? Yeah, it is. And so let me tell you my concert story by myself. Was it fun though? Yes, it was so fun. And it was also full body cringe because of what happened. Oh, I love it. Let's hear the story. So I'm 21, I think. And good start. <laughs> there is something called the Austin City Limits Music Festival. It's like one of the biggest in the nation. Okay. And a ticket is like a thousand dollars. And it's impossible to go. And my friend Brooke gave me her wristband. She was like, I cannot go today. And she was like, And I am not letting a thousand dollars go to waste. Why don't you just go for the rest of the day? Yeah. And just have a great time. So I put the wristband on and it does have her name on it. And so I'm obviously full body panicking that they're not going to let me in. Yeah. And so they look at it, and they look at me, and they go, Brooke? And I was like, yeah. Yeah. And so they let me in, and I was like, whew, oh my god. Yeah. And so um, I'm there to see Lana Del Rey. Yeah. Because she's going up. And then before Lana Del Rey, I saw uh, Iggy Azalea. Nice. It was terrible. Yeah, she is awful. Live. And <laughs> however, her new album, I don't know, it has some bops on it. But yeah. um, I mean, you know, studio recorded, she's great. Yeah. Alive? She's, she, no. So I saw Juanes, who sings... Uh, Oh, God, I can't remember what he Don't saying. sing it, because it's copyrighted. Honest. And then I saw uh, Iggy Zalia, Lana Del Rey, and Lord back yeah, to back. It was nice. incredible, incredible, right? Incredible. And so I'm outside, and so I, I meet this, like, two girls, and they're, like, five feet tall, and I could tell that they were, like, aggressively bisexual or something. You know, they just had the energy, wearing their pride flags, yeah. and I was like, my people. Okay, me. I was like, I found <laughs> yeah, them. You, yeah, and they you have, do find aggressive bisexuals. <laughs> and they had... Like, their little backpacks, and then they were, hey, pass- Carly. <laughs> they were passing around this weed, you know? Yeah. And I don't smoke weed. And yeah. so, like, I pick it up, and, like, I take a few, like, hits on it, right? Because I was like, I'm crazy. <gasps> so controversial. I was, like, I was like, I'm crazy at this concert, yeah. hitting this little weed. Just kidding, I smoked This little earlier. doobie. Yep, okay. Continue. And I melted. <laughs> What a crazy story, Skylar. <laughs> but looking Skylar back... Skylar waited and pretended to be broke and took a hit of marijuana. And I took a hit of marijuana. Crazy story. Really I a concert. 
And I, I just remember screaming, like, because she was smoking a cigarette, and I yeah. started screaming to throw her cigarette at me. <laughs> I, I don't know. That. It was just full body cringe. Yeah, it was, I was full out of body control. cringe. That's great. But so, yeah, that's something I did by myself, and I wish that I had had friends with me, honestly. Mm. Because really? as fun as it was by myself, I would have enjoyed it much more. There's something for me about enjoying things with other people that makes it special. Libra moon. Mm-hmm. You have a Libra moon. <laughs> Every single Libra feels exactly the same. It's Almost. like that episode of Friends where... And some Taurus energy. Where she's like, well, I, I wanted this, but then I didn't have anyone to share it with, you know? Yeah, well, there's a whole episode about Rachel going out to eat by herself. Or was mm. it Monica? No. I think yeah, it was it's Rachel. Rachel. Yeah. And uh, and then, like, her have, <laughs> like her having dates with herself and then having to, like, s- like cancel d- actual dates because she doesn't want to, like, cancel her own date with herself. <laughs> and then she's like, what am I doing? <laughs> like, I, can't ca- I can't cancel that again. So, Jazzercise? Yeah, I'm not one to go by myself. But I can okay. see you doing those things. Yeah. I really love going to concerts by myself. I think I enjoy going to concerts more alone than I do with people. <laughs> because, again, I'm always more worried. Like, is that person having fun? Um, do they know this song? Like, am I being too obnoxious, singing really loud to every single word? Like, and there's something about, like, when I go by myself that, like, I don't, I'm not responsible for anyone else, for anyone else, which is kind of sad that I think that in general, like, I'm not responsible for anyone else, especially, like, if I bring my friends, like, they're responsible they're all, for everyone's themselves. Everyone's responsible but for themselves. I do always want to make sure that everyone's taken care of and that everyone's having a good time and, you know, yada, yada, yada. And I've, just enjoy that more. I'd say I enjoy going to the movies more with other people, but I am someone that's shockingly uh, talks the whole time. So I enjoy going oh, to the God. movies with somebody that also talks the whole time or that is used to me talking the whole time. Um, the kids are really good about it. Like Michaela and AJ. It's, it's not talking the whole time, but, like, if I have something to say, I don't you're, hold back you're gonna saying say it. it. And they do the same thing. So I just imagine I've raised walking them. into an empty theater. You're in there by yourself having a full conversation <laughs> with the screen. Filming the podcast <laughs> <laughs> alone. Yeah, no. Uh, we just went and saw... Mm, what did we went and go? Uh, we went and saw Black Widow. And I sat in between George and AJ, my steps on AJ. And him and I were talking the whole time. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? We raised you right. <laughs> like, um, so while I'm out and about, so I'm going to do something alone by myself. And I thought yeah. that I would use this article to really up my game. Yeah. Okay. And this is God, an article you. called 11 Ways to Be More Attractive, According to Science. Okay. So this is tip one. Tell me if you disagree with any of these wholeheartedly. Now, tip number one is keep your chin up, literally. Like he, it says like literally raise your chin a little bit higher than you would naturally have it. And apparently, um, there is a genetic reason for this. It says that people that have really big defined chins are statistically more immune to parasites and (gasps) that we recognize that as a species that like men with big masculine jaws or or people with big masculine Uh looking those big jaws, like Superman jaws are more resistant to parasites. And we see that as, like, strong mate can survive the parasite. So anyways, everyone, keep your chin up. Interesting. Um, And then this is number two made me laugh. Consider wearing sunglasses. Wait, really? 
<laughs> I was like, this one's for me. Because yeah. I've got this, I don't have any big jaw, so it says, um, sunglasses can hide uh, people that don't have really symmetrical faces uh-huh. and it says that statistically people pick symmetrical faces as being super attractive yeah i'm just now looking at your face and seeing it it's, it's like completely really lopsided <laughs> so next time i'm at the bar i'm gonna look super nervous yeah i'm gonna wear sunglasses i'm gonna keep my chin up <laughs> <laughs> and it says that um when we're looking at people's attraction and that well, yeah. whether or not we're attracted to them it said something about the eyes is super vulnerable yeah that's what i was thinking when you said that it wasn't more so about the the symmetry mm-hmm. it was more so like eyes it says the it hides symmetry and also gives you an air of uh, mystery mystery yeah that's what i would think and so uh tip number three is boost your adrenaline levels so like let's say you're about to go on a hot date it says Ooh. if you work out really hard and yeah. then get your adrenaline pumping, it's a natural aphrodisiac for yourself. Mm. So, because obviously, I've seen conflicting science about whether or not pheromones and aphrodisiacs are real or psychological. Mm-hmm. Like we don't, we're not one hundred percent sure. But it says that basically you can make yourself more relaxed and horny by giving yourself adrenaline. Well, now we can just placebo effect ourselves into thinking that it's real and And it says it if you go on a date where you do an extreme sport together, like extreme roller blading or mountain yeah. biking, it says at the end, those people found each other way more attractive than other um, people that went on dates and just did nothing together. Yeah. How interesting is Maybe that? Maybe that's why I fell for George so hardcore is because we played... You played disc golf? Le- we played disc golf on leagues. And even though it was like a really casual league... I really wanted to play well, so I was trying to play well for myself just to improve my game, but also because I was, like, doing it in front of my friends, and they were all guys, but, like, also was, like, super crushing on George, so I wanted to do well, and, like, I remember going to to leagues every week and being very nervous and being, Mm -hmm. like, feeling like my heart would be pounding as soon as I would, you know what I mean? So, you know, cute, and also I feel that. Now, this one is really interesting. This is way number four to make yourself more attractive. Think androgyny. It okay. says women... Literally says, don't have to. It says <laughs> women want a big, burly man, right? Not always. It says... This is actually a study from the 1980s. Interesting. And it showed that people who have a blend of um, traditionally masculine and feminine qualities tend to rank as more attractive than people that have defined qualities. So it says the effect goes both ways. Men appreciate tomboys, although they generally prefer feminine faces, blah, blah, blah. Obviously, we're talking about heterosexual cisgendered people in yes. this situation. But yes, says it's if, obnoxious, but that's what the study was. This is what the, the study 80s. was, and it was the I, 80s. So if you've got somewhat androgynous features, don't hide them. Um, it says that uh, a lot of people actually find it extremely attractive, according to science. Something yeah. about androgyny, people find, I guess super attractive and i had never seen that studied before in like an actual mm-hmm. like closed environment yeah like a girl with a fucking side shaved head but like long hair on the other side or like right underneath there's some ooh, gender benders shit. There's right something about, something about it yeah. people find extremely alluring yeah um uh, number five do you think i'm androgynous or no? no no i think uh I think you could. <laughs> I think I, I, if think you wanted I consciously to. am more fen presenting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't see myself as androgynous. No, I don't. I think I see myself as... You're just queer. So, um, <laughs> Carly describes me as normal Spongebob. 
Like there's an episode oh, there's an episode okay. of SpongeBob where he loses his edges mm-hmm. and just like flattens out into yep. something so basic. Yeah, it's like two D drawing, yeah, like a little doodle. I, he like becomes a doodle. And she says, "I'm just normal SpongeBob." I feel that. And number five is don't overdo perfume or cologne. So body spray, colognes, perfumes all have the power to make a person more and less alluring. So it says just figure out how to use the perfect amount of perfume and cologne. And I totally agree with that because if a, if someone smells amazing. That is like 10 bonus points for me. I love smelling So it's like a friend, like one less pump. Never. (laughs) I'm just... (laughs) You know what's so funny about cologne for me? That ain't for y'all. I know. That's for me so I can put my hand up to myself and smell myself. Yeah. And just think, "Mm, I love that smell. Honestly, I feel the same way. And maybe it's too because we're like, our rooms are right next to each other. So when we do spray our perfume and cologne, we're getting like that first hit. That first hit. We're like, you know, you don't interact with people for a little bit. Like after, even if you get in the car, you drive somewhere or whatever. And as it soon as takes you hit the minute. dank Michigan weather, it just wipes it right off you anyways. <laughs> so so tip number six is stop smiling. And I found this controversial. Good. I'm pretty good at that. It says don't just go. Kidding, I was it says don't go goth, but don't smile either. Um, a That's university. Why George is so sexy. A study from the University <laughs> of British Columbia showed that happy guys finish last. God, this heteronormativity is making me sick. Yeah, but anyways, it, what I can agree. I do with the science? Well, no, I feel the same way about women though as well. Participants like a, a rated photos like... of men who were visibly displaying emotions. Guys who seemed happy ranked behind men who didn't. <laughs> Something about seeing men happy makes people upset and not attracted to them. That's hilarious. <laughs> and it says, um, and even men who had the emotion of shame on their face ranked in front of men who seemed visibly no happy. No way! Yeah. It says, granted, the no study was in- intended to assess gut reactions. So people were shown a picture and they had like one second to rate yes or no on attractive. Yeah. And it says men that looked shameful <laughs> seemed more attractive. What the fuck? It says, in contrast, men found happy women more attractive. And there's a host of sociological reasons for this strange phenomenon. But the takeaway is clear. Um, uh, Daddy issues? Smiling has a lot to do with how attractive we find people. Weird. So I'm going to start looking shameful, <laughs> sad, anxious, or with big sunglasses. Or if you get like, a dating app, just so you know, you know, don't smile in any of your pictures. It just one word, shame. Yeah. It's Number seven is consider facial hair carefully. And this, this is so important to me, whether you are a woman or it doesn't, it literally doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what this is going to say, but you need to make your facial hair work for you. Mm-hmm. If you're doing that, it's attractive. If you're working for your facial hair, unattractive. <laughs> Doesn't matter like if what you're, gender. If you're growing what, around your beard, it doesn't matter what. It doesn't matter. It, you, I don't give a shit if you're a fucking lion. If you're working for the main and the main's not working for you, it's not attractive. And everyone will know what I mean. I could give like example pictures of like someone who's working for their. You know what I mean. I feel like I'm. I'm typically more attracted to clean clean faces mm-hmm. you know women men non-binary like i like a clean mm-hmm. clean face but every now and again i'll get a little scrubble pick from someone i'll be like "Ooh, that looks cute that looks cute but it, it 
definitely has to be under control. I wish that these studies would... I guess there's just no way for every study to include every um, type of person, like every sexual orientation, every gender identity, because stuff like this obviously is impacted by sexuality. It is. So, and but this was interesting and it made me chuckle. Postmenopausal women (laughs) are obsessed with beards. Like it says, postmenopausal women gave extremely high scores to all degrees of facial hair and did not react to stubble-free faces. Okay, here's what I think. That might be more so... Like, when was that study done, does it say? Because one, that might just be a generational thing as well. Oh, yeah. It, it might say. not... It, they, it might just be... It not. It might not be having to do with them being postmenopausal. It might just be... The, Socio-ecological. Yeah, I think it just might be the generational And the study was from 2012, of, December of 2012. Right. Because fucking back in the, I don't know, 1920s, mm-hmm. you know, postmenopausal women might have found men with less facial hair and maybe a nice waxed mustache mm-hmm. more attractive, you know, or it, I think that unless the study goes into how like the oh, whole girl. postmenopausal thing comes into play, like scientifically, I think it's probably more so generational of standardized beauty. Like, I have no in, idea. America, I guess. I don't really... It's just that there's this innate sense that people with really groomed facial hair have a higher social status than non-bearded brethren. Oh. So I don't know what to make of that. I don't either. Number eight is easy for me, Libra Moon. Stick with a group. And it says people are perceived as more attractive when they're part of a group. It's called the cheerleader effect. And it's called that for obvious and slightly sexist reasons. And I don't know why they said slightly, but whatever. Just just sexist, but whatever. Okay. So, love these. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) It says, human beings process faces in groups, and we form an average of all the faces that we see. So, it says, when participants rate the attractiveness of people in solo pictures versus pictures of the same person in a group of people, participants give higher attractiveness ratings to people when they're in a group. Yeah. You know what else I saw? And I don't know where. I can't source it and I can't tell you, like, but it was a video I watched one time. I think it was maybe on YouTube, but they had asked everybody, like a group of people, what they would rank themselves, like one out of 10. What would you give yourself? Like, do you think you're a 10? Do you think you're a 3? <laughs> whatever. And then they had um, met, again, very. And we're just gonna cisgender, yes, this is white men, probably yep, heterosexual type study, but it doesn't matter. The concept is they took men and women, and each of the men had numbers above their head of the numbers that they gave themselves, and then they asked themselves to look at the line of people and then, like, on the count of three, walk to the person that you're most attracted or you think that you would be most compatible with. And the amount of people that picked the same number as each other, like the guy and the girl looks at each other and they think, I'm a four, you're a four, she looks like we'd get along. We'd, and we'd get be, along. We'd be together. Like, that person's hot, but I don't know if we have anything in common or whatever. Like, the study showed the numbers of people, you know. Like, hot making, people tend to find hot people. Y- yeah, and ones will, will find the ones. <laughs> But then there's those rare cases where, like, at a 10 and a 2. But it doesn't mean that those people are, you know what I mean? It doesn't mean that those people are 8s. It's what they feel that they are and what they classified themselves as. And how they were attracted to what they also felt 
you know, maybe the energy of the people are like radiating eight mm-hmm. energy and they're like, yeah, and you're for later me. on in this article, it's not on the list, but it did mention that as we get older, um, like across like every type of person, as we get older, what we find sexually compatible and interesting mm-hmm. and hot changes so radically mm-hmm. from what it is like in our 20s and 30s and 40s like we apparently old people become super kinky yeah. oh. and weird yeah. and all for it yeah. all for anything okay and goals and this is tip number nine to look sexier arch your back <laughs> okay me hunched right now over I'm like a right fucking now. gargoyle on the side of a building jesus christ it says um so for some reason um something about arched backs especially in women indicates fertility oh and like like the like way we hunched or like no like arched. like arch it back like put okay, your boobs try out. having a fucking 38 double d chest that shit is never fucking arched that shit is concave that shit is Just throw them over your over shoulders dragging on the ground i need a fucking crane to strap these bad boys in so telling me that I am more like, oh no, that's. I know, that's right? I'm gonna let it's not the ticket. to sit on the floor. That's fine. Hello, podcast. So, tip Welcome. number 10 is to get a dog. Oh, well, that was timely. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Phoebe. Hi, And, okay, so they did this study where they had you? random men approach women on the street and ask for favors. The women, the men that didn't have a dog were unanimously rejected, but the men that no had way. a dog actually had got the women to perform the favors. Even favors such as giving them money. Women yeah. would give them money if they no had dogs way. with them. Well, okay. Yeah. It says owning a dog shows people subconsciously that you're nurturing, capable of making long-term commitments, and trustworthy. Interesting. So hopefully serial killers don't You know don't who else that. is long-term and trustworthy and, and capable? Our supporters. Our supporters. These are the people who support the podcast every month, and you can do so as well by clicking the support button in the Skyler's face and looking at Phoebe. Phoebe, come here. Come here. I'll hold you while we... Come here. Come here. Come here. I gotta do my little spiel and thank all of our supporters. You can sit on my lap and stop sniffing around. You're making Skyler uncomfortable. You're stinky. Sit down. Sit down. Okay. Thank you. If you guys hear any... It's Phoebe. Um, your dry lips. If you would like to support the podcast, you can do so by going to anchor.fm slash speaking of which and click the support button. We would really appreciate it. These are the people that have already done that. We love you so much. Thank you to Stacy, Teresa D, Heather A, Alyssa S, Rebecca PK, Lindsay M, Julie C, Dominic B, Catherine L, Phil K, Amy F, Jesse D, David B, Kelly C, Jesse H, and Anna M. Thank you all so much for supporting the podcast. If you would like to support us but you can't or don't want to financially, you can go ahead and share this podcast on a social media platform or with a friend. You can also go over and rate our podcast. Give us five stars and something real random in the review. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you also would like to connect with us further and connect with the other listeners of the podcast, you can head over to Discord and join our Discord. There's a conversation for each of these episodes so you can see what other people said or any links or gifts or funny things per episode as well as the general fuckery of the general chat, um, which has 
recently been deleted and started over again, which you can hear about a couple episodes ago. So that is it for today's episode. Thank you so much to our supporters. We hope that you enjoyed this. If you have any suggestions for episodes, there is also a, a chat in our Discord where you can put suggestions for episodes or topics of episodes. We used to have that. Again, that was deleted. So if you want to re-put your suggestion, thank you so much. Anything else to add? No, thank you everyone so much no, for baby. listening. All right, everyone say goodbye. Don't bye. eat each other. Yeah, that's a good tip. Okay, bye. Bye.